way, get it? I'm Don Juan Cherry Temple. It's podcast time. Good wrong, grab your friends. We'll talk about bare distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the beginning all the way to the end. Yes, we are. Hi, Matt. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm swell. My day turned around for the better when you got home today. Tell me more. Uh, I just had kind of like an off day today where like nothing was quite going right. Even down to small things like putting jeans on and uh, going for a walk. (laughs) It's just a weird off day today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could be there to help. Thank you. And we went out and we played some pinball tonight. Yes, and it was lovely. Yep. Absolutely. I love pinball. So we went to McMinimins, and if you're not from the Pacific Northwest, McMinimins is like this really cool, like it's this company that buys out old, like historic places and then like revamps it into a cool bar. And um, there's some really cool ones in the Pacific Northwest area that we like a lot. So we hit up that place, had their legendary tots. And then uh, headed over to a, a dive bar that had some... We were walking by it and we're like, are those pinball machines? Yeah. We haven't played pinball since quarantine started. I know. It was amazing. Yeah. It was an Adam Family game. It was great. I wonder if there's an, advent- an Adventure Time pinball machine. Oh my God. I want that. If there is, I need to see it. If you guys know about an Adventure Time pinball machine, please let us know. Yes. We must be in the in the know for this. Believe me, I'd much rather be playing an Adventure Time pinball game than an Adventure Time mobile app. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. It's much better. <laughs> okay, Wafflambo. <laughs> no way, no how. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Adventure Time. Yeah. I think we got two very special episodes to talk about tonight. Do we? Well, they're both pretty good. <laughs> I was trying to continue that conversation with whatever character that was. I, that was not a great character, whatever it was. That's a character I don't want to meet. I thought that was like a Matthew... Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Kind of mixed with um, um, Bruce from Family Guy. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Yes, that's funny. I love when Bruce is the shark from Jaws. I can see that hairy leg. <laughs> I'm going to eat that one, too. That one's so funny. I love it. I, I was like, at first, what were you talking about? But then it made total sense. I was like, oh, it's Bruce and he's the shark because that's the thing. Oh, I can see right up them shorts. He <laughs> <laughs> takes the R out of shorts and replaces it with a shorts. W. Shorts. <laughs> oh, wow. We are off to a very interesting start this today. This is going to be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be radical. Because we have two sad episodes. Yes, we do have two sad episodes. (laughs) So first we have the loss of a love and then a new baby. Yeah. Both of which are, um, yeah, really sad spin on both of them. Deaf. Yep. Most deaf. Well, I guess loss of a wife is always a sad thing. (laughs) Is it, Matthew? Yes, we're going to get into- You said that in a comical way. I was making fun of myself earlier because mm. it, when you host a podcast and then you go back and listen to yourself, there's you're always going to hear the things about yourself that annoy you. Like I was like, all I do is laugh the whole podcast. <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. And stumble over my sentences. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. I'm Matthew. <laughs> Should we get to the episodes? Yeah, let's do all it. Right, I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 9, Princess Monster Wife, and Season 4, Episode 10, Goliad. All right, let's get to it. Princess Monster Wife has an IMDb rating of 7.2. 
Overall number 87. Directed by Larry Leachlider, Adam Muto, uh, written and storyboarded by Samle Vey, Zyophone, and Burt Yoon. Original air date, May 28th, 2012. And the title card is a picture of a family sitting with completely blank, blank expressions watching TV on a couch with a cat. This comes into play later in the episode. It has very little to, to actually do with it. But in the background, you can see... Uh, Pictures of Adventure Time characters hanging on the wall. Primarily princesses, although there is a Finn and Jake. And it looks like, is that one of the wolves? Like the... That looks like a wolf. Yeah. And Jake is in like a sultry pose. Of course he is. Of course he is. He has been in the last several. Is that Ghost Princess to the left? I thought she moved on to the afterlife. Well, maybe they took it before. Like, yeah, maybe. Hmm. We don't know. We don't know what what order it's really in. True. And this is supposed to be a, quote, normal family. Yeah. Yeah. They look like nightmares. <laughs> this looks like... They, they, like, they look like they're just chilling. They look, if anybody's seen the movie Insidious, these people look like they're in the further. It's like the realm what? of ghosts. You're being really mean to this normal family. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Hey, this is a normal family's in the further, I'm sure. For ghosts. I don't, I don't like what you're insinuating in this. <laughs> All right. The episode begins with the princesses of Ooh waking up to find various parts and pieces of their bodies missing. They go to find Finn and Jake for help, and the duo promises that they will help. I think the, the thing that is really funny is, uh, like, Lumpy Space Princess is like, they took my lumps. Yeah. She's got, like, an ice pack. Yeah. And, like, her missing lump parts. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds dirty. But they're like, it's so funny because all these princesses are still alive, but like, like symmetrical things are cut off from their bodies. Yeah. Let's face it. Everything about LSP is dirty. (laughs) She's she's the perfect character. She pretty much Next to tree trunks. Listen, don't be talking smack about my trunks. Oh, no. I love tree trunks, but she's a total perv. (laughs) How so? You'll see stuff later in the series. She's a... Yeah. Now love is not enough. She's a very randy little elephant. <laughs> Listen, when you're her age, I think you can get away with that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Anyways, so um, Finn and Jake immediately go to Ice King, uh, who denies doing anything at first, but then reveals he did, in fact, steal the princess's body parts to create uh, what he calls, or what they call, the princess monster wife. And it hit me at the beginning of this episode. It's been a long time since the last Ice King episode. It's true. And I didn't realize I needed one so badly because <laughs> I loved seeing Ice King again. Well, he is your kindred spirit. Uh, I know. It's it's unfortunate. He's your buddy. <laughs> he's your he's, mini you. He's a romantic. So Finn and is Jake. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. <laughs> in this episode, yes. I'm saying he's romantic in this one. Oh, okay. At least until the very end. So Finn and Jake faint from the shock of seeing her, leading Princess Monster Wife to inquire as to who they are. So Ice King lies by saying that the heroes are their kids, whom they drag to the table for dinner. So the Monster Wife tries to eat, but can't keep the food in her mouth because it's all, like, warped. From, it's, like it's made of three different princess mouths. Three. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a spinner, like one yeah. of those spin toys. Yeah, I was thinking of, like, a chicken bo- like a chicken wishbone. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Yeah. In mouth form. In mouth form. Yeah, teeth all over the place. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so the Ice King tries to imitate her to make it seem like it's normal behavior. 
After dinner, they wash the dishes, and Ice King shows Princess Monster Wife his castle and sings, let me show you something special, which is a cute little ditty. Mm -hmm. They're, like, flying through the air, kind of like Aladdin when Jasmine and Aladdin are flying on the magic mark. He's like, I will show you the world. I don't know the words. And, um... Anyway, I.K. is like, let me show you the beauty of being in my ice castle. Which is really cool, though, is how they have all these, like, ice animals and beasts and stuff, which I thought was neat. Yeah. I think it's really creative the way they did that. I liked it. So after that, they watch TV when suddenly Finn and Jake wake up, only then to pass out again after seeing Princess Monster Wife again. Princess Monster Monster Wife. Can we just say PMF? PMW. 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 PMW begins to doubt her normality, but IK denies it and tells her that she is beautiful. Yeah. You know, I their romance, I think, is um it's really sweet and really sad at the same time. It's like uh, Bride of Frankenstein if the bride was in it for more than three seconds. Yeah. Yep. So, spoiler, Bride of Frankenstein is not in the Bride of Frankenstein for very long. So, Ice King then arranges a fashion show. You know, show. it's from the 1920s, so I kind of feel like if people haven't seen it yet, that's on them. It's you almost even, 100 years old. You don't even have to, like, spoiler alert yeah. it. <laughs> great movie, by the way. It's great for, like, background noise and Halloween. Yeah. So Ice King then arranges a fashion show to prove it, forcing his penguins to watch in the process. So it starts out well, but eventually goes awry when Gunter vomits upon looking at PMW. Finn and Jake wake up and try to intervene whilst also attempting to stay conscious by looking at Princess Monster Wife's reflection using hand mirrors instead of looking at her directly. Distraught after all of this thing, all of these things that happen, PMW locks herself into her room. Ice King tries to show her that she's beautiful. She says, well, how so? And he reveals that he made her out of the, the his favorite parts of princesses that he found most beautiful. PMW is disturbed by this notion and asks IK whether he would love her without the princess parts. So suddenly a blindfolded Finn and Jake burst in and take down the Ice King, only to discover that PMW has run off uh, to return her stolen body parts to the rightful owners. So as her cape, the only piece of her that was left, floats back into the Ice King's castle. Her last words to Ice King state that she will always be his wife, to which I got teary. <laughs> you did? I was like, oh! That was really sweet. Mm. So Ice King replies that he can't believe that she gave away all of his stuff. <laughs> and then the episode ends. <laughs> and it was like, great, great. Really emotional scene. And then they made me feel embarrassed about it by throwing that line in. This is a, a very sweet, like, we know Ice King is disturbed. Yep. We know that he's got some stuff, some residual trauma. And I think the sad thing is that, like, he just wants companionship. But... He goes about it all the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. Classic Ice King. And this is the closest we've ever seen him to being like really happy, which. Mm-hmm. So it does bum me out that like, you know, it's not going to last. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a sad episode. It is a sad episode, but it's sweet at the same time because you see him like actually, actually content and happy. Yeah. And it's continuing this this season's uh, trope of Finn and Jake being jerks. It is true. Where they keep calling her ugly. I do think it was weird that he called them the children. Which, yeah. I mean, does make sense. I mean, they are children, so, I mean. Oh, and we said that would come back later in the episode. What that opening title um, picture uh-huh. has to do with it. They're watching a, They're watching TV at some point, and what they're watching is a family watching TV. <laughs> yeah, and they, like, pet the cat, and the cat, like, meows and then, on the TV, and then um, they pet a Gunter, and the Gunter, like, hisses. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
and runs off. That's the angriest we've ever seen, Gunter. You know, I learned this episode that it, because uh, we originally thought all of the penguins were named Gunter, but they're all named like different versions yeah. of Gunter. Yeah. And Gunter's just his favorite. <laughs> That's funny. And still, you know, remember he sends a boy on ice because he smells bad. But it was really him. <laughs> there are little things in this episode that I thought was, cr- that, I thought was creative. Like, they were eating chicken nuggets at one point, and all of them were, like, different Adventure Time characters. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was clever. Princess Bubblegum's face looks like a nightmare at the beginning of this one. <laughs> <laughs> so she turns over to look at Finn, you see half of her face is missing, and her tongue's hanging out. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> I love when they creepify Princess Bubblegum in the show. It's, like, one of the funniest things for me. Because you're used to seeing her all, like, dainty and, like, perfect. And then sometimes it's, like... Her freak flag flies, and it's great. <laughs> you have a note in here about the uh, ice levels in Super Mario 3. Oh, yeah. So it finally hit me. Uh, the Ice Kingdom reminds me of the ice levels in Super Mario 3, which I love that game. It's one of my favorite games ever made. It's like the whole color scheme and like the the animation of it and everything. Like It really reminds me of that, and it brings me joy. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, I, I agree, and I um, I just think it's... I, there's a whole different tone when you play the, those levels, and I could definitely see that. Was there anything you didn't like? Oh, I can't pinpoint anything I didn't like particularly in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sad. It left me feeling depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. But like, depressed it's in showing, a good way? Well, it's showing that like the show can pull off you know different emotions. Yeah, that's true. I just wish it didn't end on a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's my complaint. But I guess like that's... That's true to Ice King, right? Yeah. Like, like he likes the idea of being married, but then I don't know. Like those, he's not well layered. You yeah. know, he's not a layered character. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Ah, I don't know how they say the right things, but that's Ice King. It's just complicated. He's complicated. I think that's that. Like, it's complicated. Definitely encapsulates Ik. Mm-hmm. You're For complicated. Sure. I am a complicated person. Yep. Is there anything you didn't like in this one? Um, no, I think Finn and Jake were, I think they're trying to be heroes and like, you know, approaching her as a being that was created by the stitching together of multiple Mm -hmm. princess parts, (laughs) not as a sentient being that was created for the purpose of partnership. Yeah. And I think that bummed me out. It it bumps me out that Finn and Jake never see the bride as who she is, like her real personality as like a one, one complete being instead of all these different princess parts. Yeah. So they never get to see what Ice King saw. Yeah. That, that, that bummed me out. Yep. What I thought was cool is that IK was like, you're all my favorite things, yep. you know, even though all these other people don't see you the same way I see you, it's unimportant. Yeah. So in in this episode, I'm bringing it back, back to Frankenstein because there's a lot of similarities here. Mm-hmm. But like Finn and Jake in this episode are the villagers that are running after the monster with pitchforks and fire because they don't understand it. All they see is a monster. Right. So, yeah. Classic Frankenstein. Finn and Jake are the villagers. <laughs> <laughs> They're the villains in this episode. They kind of are. They really aren't heroes. Yeah. They, like, they're trying to help the princesses out, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Hmm. It's a, this is a very unique episode. It's also interesting that sometimes we have, like, blinders on, right? Like, yep. we don't see the broader picture. We just see bad guy, you know, and the, what they've done. We don't see, like, the broader, I don't know. What might be happening outside of our scope of understanding. Yep. 
I totally agree. Hmm. Yeah. Man, I like this episode even more now. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, what's your favorite line from this episode? Wait, we need a snail watch. Oh, crap. I missed a snail watch. <laughs> the snail is between Bubblegum and Lumpy Space Princess when they go to talk to Finn and Jake between... Oh. So, it's at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, it's at the beginning. That's awesome. <laughs> between... Matt, I have it. I have a secret for you. What? Snail watch 2021. Snail watch 2021. I just did the same thing you did. <laughs> You did it better. What was your favorite line? My favorite line was, lady, don't take my pizza. And it's Jake when he's sleep talking. That was really funny. What's your favorite line? I feel like that's something you would say to me. Don't take my pizza. You did remind me about Doug. Doug. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I had a weird dream last night. And um, I woke when you were waking up this morning, I was like, hey, remind me later to tell you my dream about a stalker named Doug. <laughs> I was like. That is an interesting request, and I will allow it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a story. It is a story. <laughs> What's your favorite line? So this is I, um, IK. Run my happiness, I'll distract them with magic. I thought it was really um, precious that he said, run my happiness. Yeah, it was awesome. It was precious. What's your impression from this episode? Though may parts be scattered, I will always be your wife. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Um, I think it was unique how instead of having one singular voice, she had a blend of the multiple princesses that made up her conscious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Mm -hmm. You could hear like individual voices in her voice. Like you could hear Lumpy LSB, Space Princess. Yep. Yeah. PB. Someone else. Turtle Princess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely Turtle Princess. Just so fascinating. So my impression is, let me show you something special. <laughs> Ice King. Um, when they're singing that song, I thought it was really neat how he had like the music on a tape recorder, and then he had a second tape recorder with her part, and then he yeah. like sang the harmony to that part. Yeah, that's what I used to do in high school when I made music. Really? Yeah, because like I'd be like, well, I need two voices, but I'm just one person. And in fact, that I would record music with just tape recorders, so yeah. I'd have like one tape recorder playing my voice singing, mm -hmm. and then I'd be also singing on a lower octave. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. No, that's creative. <laughs> oh man, you had to get really creative with writing, with like recording music back in the day. Absolutely, especially if you didn't have like expensive gear. Mm-hmm. You can make anything sound good now. Totally. Like I have no talent with audio editing. I didn't make a podcast. Shut up. I'm joking. <laughs> I hate you sometimes. <laughs> so mean to yourself. <laughs> All right, Matt, we got some triv. Let's get into it. Break me off a piece of the trivia. Oh, wait, let's do something different for that one. <laughs> I'm really having trouble with my transitions in this episode. You sure are. How about some trivia? <laughs> the whole body gyration that went with that there one. There was. I was like, what's happening over there? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, this episode introduces a new princess whose name is Elbow Princess. However, she had no important role in the episode, though Ice King considers her one of his favorite princesses. Cool. Um, Weird. Digging in for those obscure princesses. No Ice kidding. King. Elbow, Elbow Princess? Elbow Princess. I wonder if it's like Kip from uh, the Magic Man episode. His Ma eyes. Cut him in the eyes. Magic Man. Even though Dr. Princess is not actually a princess, she is one of the people who loses their body parts. Suggesting the Ice King refuses to accept that she's not royalty or is attracted to her nonetheless due to her surname or because she slightly resembles Betty. Hmm. 
She does slightly resemble Betty. That is true. Ghost Princess can be seen on the title card, even though she's not in the episode. We noted that earlier. The family on the title card appear on the TV while I.K. and his wife are watching. I.K., his wife, Finn, Jake, and Gunter are positioned the same way as the family. Oh, so we were right about this. (laughs) The monster wife's voices are Princess Bubblegum, Lumpy Space Princess, and Turtle Princess. When Ice King eats with a PMW, there is a nesting doll on one of the shelves nearby. A large portion of the Ice Kingdom is revealed in this episode. At the start of the episode, there are several photographs framed on a wall in Ice King's home, one of which appears to be a pre-Mushroom War city under snowfall. Also, there's a small ice statue of a penguin on a shelf next to the pictures. Interesting. In a scene where I.K. and a plate of chicken nuggets, there seem to be a chicken nugget shaped as tree trunks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So the bottle... She is everywhere. She is everywhere. That's because she's Quartzion, the Crystal Queen. Yeah. So the bottle of soap... And love is not enough. <laughs> and love is not enough. The bottle of soap from Ice King's Kitchen says Elf Suds. I wonder if it's made of elf. Mm, probably. Baby powder's <laughs> made of babies, so... <laughs> Um, the episode shows that the princesses do not bleed even when body part is taken, excluding sh- skeleton princess since she is all bones. Although LSP was shown to have an ice pack on her face. Yeah, if more characters could bleed in the show, this would be a very bloody show. No kidding, it'd be rated R. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get dismembered. It's possible that IK used magic to remove the body parts so as not to kill them. This would also explain how Dr. Princess is able to survive without heart and intestines. Ah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, cool. Do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? More than anything. Princess Monster Wife. So you guessed, Ice King finds a wonderful woman who is actually interested in him. Sadly, at night, she turns into a scary monster that seeks to kill Ice King every night. Ice King seeks to help a fan and Jake to help them with his problem. So you did a great job uh, guessing that it was going to be an Ice King episode. Yeah. And he does find a woman who's actually interested in him. That's true. She did love him. Yep, she loved him. Uh, she is technically a scary monster. Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Because she's composed of all of the different princesses, does that mean there's a part of each princess that loves IK too? Oh, I don't know. Discuss. I doubt it. You <laughs> they, think so? They but all how, seem to find him repulsive. Right, but how would they? How would Princess Monster Wife love him? Right, like how would she? automatically have affection for him it seems like it's like a brainwash like clean slate like they you don't have any so? of the princess's memories or anything like that but then when she gives back the pieces of the princesses mm. <laughs> adventure time you saucy minx overall you had some good guesses in there i'm gonna give how close you were a b yeah yeah b. as far as creativity a yes a, a, a. i am pretty creative yeah <laughs> and do you want to hear a prediction for the next episode? Yeah, you want me to predict it? Yes, please. Sorry. <laughs> Which is Goliad. All right. There's a massacre in the Candy Kingdom. In the horror of this, Finn and Jake try to find who is responsible. They find that it is a slimy snake. PB is able to transform the snake into a member of the Candy Kingdom, and he helps her bring the people of the Candy Kingdom b- back to life. Ooh, cool. I'm excited to find out. Freaky deaky. Yeah, I like it. Any last thoughts on this episode? Uh, I think I said pretty much everything I have to say about this one. I really enjoyed it. Not one of my favorites, but I'm happy I watched it again. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um, it's just sad. We're learning more about Ice King, and I hope that he finds a lady someday. Yeah. I want him to be happy. Yeah, me too. He deserves to be happy, even if he has maladaptive coping skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right, Matt, should we get to the next episode? Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Hey, do it. <laughs> Remember, like, starchy and... Star- wait, it's not starchy. <laughs> starchy, starchy and husk. <laughs> starchy and hutch. Yeah, and, and they're doing those characters, and, and he's like, do it. Put do some it. sugar on my yeah. cheek. Do it. If you were a kid in the late 90s, you know that line. Yeah, that's or good. Early 2000s? I don't know. So, was yeah. it early 2000s? Might have been. I think I was in middle school when that movie came out. Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. It was funny. The common cast. I don't know. I liked it. I was right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get to our second epi- episode. Goliad has an IMDb rating of 8.0, which is really interesting how high that is. Yeah, that is actually higher than expected. Yep. Not saying that I didn't like it. It's just higher than I expected. Uh, overall, number 88, uh, directed by Larry Leachleiter and Nate. Nate Cash, um, written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Skyler Page. Original air date, June 4th, 2012. Ooh. And mysterious U.S. viewer number. Unknown. Yep. The title card is Goliad, basically bathing in candy goop. Well, I'm wondering if this is Goliad bathing in candy goop, or is it emerging from the candy goop? I think emerging. It's like the scene in Lord of the Rings where the orcs are born. Ew, yeah. yeah. It looks like that. It totally does. If orcs were made of candy. And there's like liquid around with a bunch of like different like candies. Yeah. I like it. It's, no, it's not inviting. Goliath looks like melted ice cream. <laughs> Strawberry to be precise. Uh, are you sure it's not bubblegum? Oh, it might be bubblegum. Uh, uh, all right. So, synopsis. When Finn and Jake are doing activities near the Candy Kingdom, Peppermint Butler digs up from under the ground oh, yeah. and says that uh, PB wants to see them. So, after uh, they arrive at the Candy Kingdom, the princess explains in her, what was she, science lab? Yeah. One would say. Yeah. In her science lab, deep underground, that after her brush with death at the hands of the lich, she realized she cannot live forever. So, she used science and some of her DNA to create an heir that could live forever. The heir, she named, is Goliad, a pink sphinx with a mound on her forehead that actually has, like, another eyeball, like a third eyeball. Yeah, and at first you can't tell that it's an eyeball. No, it just looks like a belly button. Yeah. It's not a mound. It looks like a... We're going to say belly button. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. (laughs) Uh, And it's voiced uh, by what sounds like a young British child. Yeah. Sorry, my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know it was so popular. Yeah, apparently she didn't learn from the lemon grab fiasco. Apparently not. And also, it's pink because PB is, like, pink. Yeah, so it's got her DNA. Yeah. So Finn and Jake introduce themselves to Goliad, who takes a liking to them instantly. So after PB plucks one of Finn's hairs, he notices that she's extremely exhausted. Uh, Well, she's looked exhausted the whole time, really. And she explains that she has been awake for 83 hours straight, teaching Goliad about being a good ruler. So Finn and Jake volunteer to look after Goliad while the princess rests. And she agrees. Now, like, uh, she looks so exhausted. Like, she's like, I, I can't be awake forever. She's like, but I would. Oh, she's like, I can't live forever, but I would if I could. <laughs> and she stares at them. And it's like one of those awkward, they're staring at each other for a few seconds. She's like, um, never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, the two friends take the curious Sphinx to a preschool where Finn builds an obstacle course and while he's doing that Jake takes uh, Gilead in into um, the preschool and introduces her to the other children picture this the most stressful word. environment 
mayhem. Yep. Like, like this is like the co- okay, okay, okay. Kindergarten Cop. If you haven't seen Kindergarten Cop, watch Kindergarten Cop and mm-hmm. then like pause this podcast, watch Kindergarten Cop, and then come back to this episode. That's exactly what I thought of during the scene too. <laughs> yeah, it is like um. So when she says, "Don't you're, turn your back on them," it's like turning your back on the ocean or something like mm-hmm. that. And the kids are like bonkers. They're like tearing stuff apart. They're like mayhem. It's crazy town. Yeah, these kids have, there's no control. They're literally killing Jake. They totally are. They're like, get his brain! And they like go inside of his eyeballs and his skin and is like climbing around in there. I'm like, WTF. And you see like this sweet like grandmother um, S character candy. be good. It's like, you're fine! Oh. Yeah. It's like my nightmare environment. It was legit stressful. So Jake gets a little hot under the collar about this. And in his dismay, he ends up making himself big and red and yells at the children to make them stop assaulting him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and getting in line. Um, And so this is Jake's like demonstration to Gilead of how to lead and how to, to manage kids. Yeah. Uh, when he's yelling at them, uh, what does he say? I'm Don Juan Cherry Tempo, <laughs> which means nothing. But I, I love that, that line. Means. I don't know. It's, it means nothing, but it's hilarious. Uh, so uh, the, after they all march out, so he gets them in order. They're marching outside to the obstacle that Finn builds, and Finn's like, "Yo, Goliad, why don't you practice leading these little kids through this this you know obstacle course?" And Goliad then imitates Jake's harsh harsh discipline, yelling at the children in an attempt at being a leader. Yeah, and she, yeah, I love it. Goliath's like, oh, I've learned a lot in there from Jake. And Jake's like, Ugh. He's like, oh, this was a poor <laughs> life choice. And then and she's like, yep, yep, mm-hmm. So Finn rebukes Goliath and suggests that she use her brain to lead instead of force. So Goliath reveals that her mound concealed a third eye, that mound on her head, and proceeds to physically control Finn and the obstacles in the course for a perfect completion. So she's just completely controlling Finn. And I love it. He's got like this derpy expression on his face the whole time. So she explains that with her in control, everything would be perfect. So worried about Goliath's behavior, Finn and Jake take her to the princess for help. Princess Bubblegum tries to teach Goliath that compromise is the best way to rule, citing how a bee and a flower help each other. Goliath counters by explaining that the bee does not care if it hurts or kills the flower because the flower is weaker. Goliad states that she is the strongest, so she is in control. Princess Bubblegum thinks to herself that her creation has been corrupted and would need to be disassembled and start from scratch. But Goliad reveals that she can read minds and begins to destroy the castle. Goliad is like Thanos. Goliad, like, turns evil really fast. Yeah, and I think Goliad is actually, um, as far as, like, most dangerous villains that Finn and Jake ever face... Not really talked about very much, but Goliad is mm-hmm. some scary stuff. Yeah, and and why does PB, like, keep making these, like, crazy... Anyway. I know, she keeps making these things that are supposed to replace her, and they end up becoming tragic figures every yeah. time. Yeah, it's crazy. So PB tells Finn and Jake that Goliad is too powerful to be defeated by them, so she instructs them to distract Goliad long enough to create another Candy Sphinx to fight back, and that they need to not think about the plan or Goliad will find out from the mind reading. So Finn and Jake <laughs> confront Goliad but are beaten by her psychic powers. So Go- Goliad tries to read Finn's mind and Finn narrowly avoids revealing the plan by interrupting his memories with complete nonsense. And it's all like bad stuff happening to PB. <laughs> and he's like 
while he's trying to trick his mind to not think about the plan, there'll be PB starting to say the plan and then like something ridiculous yeah, happens to her. It's crazy. She'll like explode or something. Or like her head turns into like a dolphin. Yes. <laughs> that was my favorite. That's so crazy. <laughs> so Goliad goes to attack Finn, but this new creature emerges, which is another sphinx with an eagle's head, white feathers, and golden hair. And that rescues Finn and battles Goliad. Goliad tries to convince her brother, named Stormo, that they should work together, but Stormo refuses by screeching. They engage in a psychic showdown, but their powers are matched, and the two creatures are eternally locked in a mental stalemate. Yeah, and then PB tells Finn that Stormo was created using DNA from his hair that she didn't ask to take from him and use as a science experiment. Wait, she, like, totally stole it. Yeah, she stole his hair to make this thing. Wow. Yeah, not good, PB. And thus, it inherited Finn's heroic qualities. And that is why he saved Finn instead of controlling them, and why he sacrificed himself to keep Goliad in check for all eternity. So Finn realizes that Stormo is kind of like a son to him, and wishes him happy birthday. And that's the end. This is like such a bitter tragedy. It is. Finn has a son who is eternally locked in battle. That's messed well, up. Well, is he a son? Well, in the way that like Frankenstein's monster is his son. Okay, 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 okay. Also, is Princess Bubblegum evil? I don't think she's evil, but she's definitely, like, morality is not the top priority for her in every case. Also, is Goliad Caillou? <laughs> we don't say that name here. <laughs> I don't play such games with Caillou. I don't play such games with Jake. <laughs> but, I mean, let's go, going back to this whole, is, is PB evil? I mean, there's a difference between, like, ethics and, like, being just, like, uncaring whether or not you destroy i don't know like control others you know yeah i don't know i just i don't know i like that aspect of the show where like there's a lot of things pb does like that where you're like i don't think that was the right thing to do yeah yep it's confusing i feel confused um i feel like they missed a golden joke at the end of this episode what uh, because you know she makes this thing from finn's dna and it's like this bold looking eagle creature but like in the past whenever finn had like a manifestation of himself as a different animal is always something very dainty, like a butterfly yeah, or a little yeah. worm guy with a top hat. Yeah. So this thing that came out the end should have been like, oh, like very dainty with like a top Aww. hat kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to be big and brave, like Finnis. Like yeah. It inca- like this animal encapsulates. Also, does PB British inside? I don't know. I <laughs> Why like... is it a British show? Is this a, is this like, is this like. As soon as I heard Goliath's voice, I was like, why? <laughs> is this like they're like subtly saying that um, British people are evil? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> British children are evil. I guess so. Want to control the world. But all in all, what, what do you think of this one? Remove all agency. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I, this episode was really just interesting. Um. I wonder, though, <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to give PB an out. She was super, super sleep deprived. But we've learned, evidence would suggest that um, Finn and Jake are not exactly uh, the primary uh, caregivers, people to rely on, mm-hmm. as evidenced by Death and Bloom, you know, mm. couldn't take care of a Lily. Yeah, there have been a few cases like that already, or like Neptur. Yeah. Psychic Tandem War Elephant. You're really, like, stuck on the fact that they don't use the Psychic Tandem War. Because I knew in my brain it's, that you are going to go back to that. It's rotting away <laughs> in their, like, their treasure room. But, like, 
why would PB entrust them? I mean, who would she trust to train except for herself? Yeah. To trust Goliath. I mean, to train Goliath. I guess yeah. Billy, maybe? Well, it's, it's true. Everybody in the Candy Kingdom is not as learned <laughs> as PB. She made them not as smart as her on purpose. I think that's something that comes up later in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see why she would, the first pe- people she would go to would be Finn and Jake. They, you... se- they seem like better problem solvers than, say, like, Starchy. Yeah, I mean, like, who the would... The banana guards. Who would she trust? Mm. Unless she goes outside of the world of the Candy Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't think the showrunners really thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what was she thinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. she creates this... Well, I don't think Animal. I don't think normally she would entrust Finn and Jake with this task, but it, I think it was the whole sleep deprivation thing. So really, it was poor planning on her part. Yes. Jeez, PB, get get your life together. Yeah, the buff baby was in this one. I know that was that was pretty great. That made me happy. Uh, Matt, where was the snail? The snail was on a shelf in the preschool. Yeah. Uh, underneath some hanging backpacks. Um, I have to say that the preschool was very colorful, and I liked it a lot, and I love the art. Ar- the artistry in this episode was really legit. Yeah, and, like, the doorway coming into the preschool, it's like when you come in, the door is in, like, the middle of, like, a painting of a tree. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it is really neat. If I walked to a preschool like that, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> How would you be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Snow walk! 2021. All right. That's cool. That's my Christina Aguilera. That's nice. Good job. Thank you. No fill face. What was your favorite line, brah? My favorite line was, I'm Don Juan Cherry Tempo. Oh, that was my best Jake. Good job. Good job. Thank you. More of that. I'm going to do Jake, but I'm not impressing him. I'm doing an impression. Uh, Kids Crew Doozy Poo. Kids Crew. They were crazy. Oh, yeah. They were so bonkers. Yep. That it was redonk. It was the worst, the worst preschool. All right, Matt, ever. what's your impression? It's my way. Of, oh, I can't do it. Do it. it. Do it. It sounded like Mo. <laughs> do it. It's my way on the highway. Don't glove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying to sound like a little British girl. <laughs> Couldn't quite do it. It's my way. Of... Nope. How, how about yours? <laughs> Use that beautiful gr- brain, girlfriend. Nice. Uh, that was Finn. That? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my voice was a little, you know, femme for that, but, you know. It's all good. So Mine was a little her. too masculine for the two girls. What if we, like, blend them together? They'd be perfect. It's my way of the hallway. Don't glove it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop. That was insulting. good. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to stop offending our British listeners. Oh, golly. <laughs> hey, we got some trivia. Ooh, let's do it. All right, so on Princess Bubblegum's chalkboard in her Sorry. science lab, she has drawn something similar to carbon trioxide, but it is an impossible oxidation state. Ooh. So For all of our science fans out there. That's right. We know you're out there. Oh, by the way, speaking of our talented listeners, I want somebody to draw that DNA mashup of Finn and a butterfly or a top hat worm for us. What? Please. Please do it. I don't know what you're talking about. The whole thing where I, I thought instead of an eagle, instead of Stormo being an eagle, it should have been like a uh, butterfly or a worm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. Sorry. <laughs> no, Proceed, sir. So PB did not wear the, her royal crown for the entire episode. However, however, it was seen on her in Finn's mind when Goliad was trying to read it. 
Well, that makes sense. You know, it's Finn's imagination. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time PB wears glasses. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Weird. It, I could have sworn she wore glasses in the past, but maybe not. So when It makes her look smart. It makes her look smart. So Wait, Finn and Jake enter the preschool, and one of the candy kids harassing the caretaker is waving a toy truck with um, Oishi. Japanese lettering. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so anyway, it spells Oishi, or Oshi. Japanese word for delicious written on it. Hmm. Yeah. That truck probably was really good. Or maybe it was like a food truck. Ooh, I love food trucks. <laughs> In the fight between Finn's mind and Goliad, Princess Bubblegum says she's far too powerful, although she did not say that in talking about the plan when Goliad stormed into the castle. Hmm. So the candy people Jake spit up at the end are Chet, a marshmallow kid. I love that name, Chet. And Peppermint Butler. They're not seen anywhere near the candy tower after Jake spits them up. This could be an error, or they just fell down, which could have probably killed them or leave them seriously injured. That's cool. Yeah, at one point, uh, Jake is, like, throwing up these candy people yeah. because uh, oh, Goliad, so like, put that, like, filled him with candy people to stop him. It reminded me of when Ron was spitting up slugs in Harry Potter. Yeah. The Ugh. movie. Yeah, Harry Potter 2, the, I, I call it the gross one. There's a lot of gross stuff in uh, Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> the giant spider, the puke. Mm! There's all sorts of nasty stuff in it. Goliad's fur is the same color as Princess Bubblegum's hair and skin color, while Stormo has blonde, luscious locks like Finn. Yeah, Finn's got them golden golden locks. Yep, yep. So in the lab where Goliad is introduced, there's a poster on the wall with a sim similar layout to the periodic, periodic table, but it is labeled... Fructology, likely a reference to the simple sugar fructose. Among the candy kids, there is one that bears resemblance to Peppermint Butler, although his eyes are black instead of white as peppermints are, and his arms and legs are white, unlike peppermints that are red. I think Peppermint Butler's got some brood out there. Yeah, he does. Circle brood. Woo. So this is the first time Jake exploded in rage. Which is shocking to me. Yeah. But it makes sense. Has he really never Like, he's gotten, like, like, like loud but yeah. not like red and angry yeah i guess not uh, maybe i just feel like he has because of future episodes yeah it's most likely because she hasn't slept in days that when princess bubblegum takes a piece of hair off finn's head she's wearing her lab coat however when she remembers that event later in the episode uh she is seen without the coat foul play bully to you and that's all the trivia we got that is all the trivia hey do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? Yes, more than anything. Goliad. Which, what a weird title. Right? <laughs> so there's a massacre among the Candy Kingdom. In the horror of this, Finn and Jake try to find who is responsible. They find that it is a slimy snake. PB is able to transform the snake into a member of the Candy Kingdom and helps her bring the people of the Candy Kingdom back to life. Okay, so how close it was. Massacre... Mm, massacre. Well, I guess technically it, it could have been a massacre if Jake swallowed all those people that uh, <laughs> were getting thrown into his mouth. There is some horror in this with the eye. Um, slimy snake. Well, Goliath's slimy in that artwork at the beginning. <laughs> a plus. Yay! <laughs> That's for creativity. I like how dark it is. A plus plus. Ooh. Yep, you're on a roll. La la. Man, you've been awfully generous, sir. No. 
<laughs> no, that's just my whole response. And you want to predict the next episode yes. based on its name? Beyond this earthly realm. All right, I'm channeling, channeling. The cosmic owl enters the dreams of Finn and Jake as they wake. They are concerned with the future of their lives. Lives. They try to interpret the message they receive in their dreams. Oh, I, w- I just want to grade this one in advance. Why? Because that's the most spot on you've ever been. Really? With, 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 with no! That. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say that much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. Good job in advance. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> it's the crowd. <gasps> oh, mine doesn't sound like a crowd. Is that like Gollum in the crowd? <laughs> That's Gollum. Maddie, we got some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to read the first one? Yes, I do. So, the first one is an email by the FBI. Wait, is that real? Are you kidding me? Our <laughs> <laughs> username, the FBI. Ooh boy, six five three. Matthew, my love. <laughs> it's titled. You're so precious. The FBI. So hi, bad Amy is the name of the message, and they say, you know, get my computer closer to my giant face. Oh man, now I got crap all over. Oh boy. Okay. Hi, Matt and Amy. You probably won't remember me, but remember someone named Luca? Yes, I do remember Luca. If not, that's fine. It was a while ago. Anyways, I love you guys so much. Listen to you guys so much, too. You guys are amazing people, and I love the love and compassion you have for each other. You guys always make my day. Thank you for doing what you do, Luca. P.S. Please do. It hurts my innies for me. It hurts my innies. Oh. Oh, it hurts my innies. (laughs) It gets a little whinier every time I do it. I love it. Thank you for the message. Thanks, Luca. All right, our second one is from Lilith A. Love the pod. Hiya, you two. My name is Lilith, and I just want to say I love your podcast. One of, if not my favorite. Currently rebuilding Ocelot and Palace Cat Enclosures, Cat Pick included, and it looks amazing. Yeah. And you guys are keeping me great company. I was hyped when you did the best episode of ever, What Was Missing, because Marcy is a treasure. She's a damn national treasure, I say. Yep. Can't wait for more episodes again. Thank you so much. Peace. Lilith. Yay. And um, Lilith included the the cutest little picture, and it is a fur ball and a half, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. So adorbs. I want to pet it. It is the cutest cat ever. <laughs> um, Oh, oh. Yes? Thank you so much, Lilith. Yes, thank you, Lilith. That was a weird, long way of getting around to saying thank you. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. And we love the picture, and we're so glad that you're enjoying the show. Hearing that we're even among people's favorite podcast is mind-blowing to me i love that thank you mm-hmm. so much we appreciate our fans we know you we do this for you guys and uh always always love to hear from you yeah oh and luca i was talking to you amy about this recently the whole it hurts my innies thing yeah i don't remember how that started matt's having deja vu or no he's having a- amnesia yeah, i'm having a senior moment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's weird because like, i know i've been saying it forever but i'm like wait which episode did i start doing that in what, what was happening where i said that <laughs> that's awesome uh any last thoughts on this episode i think this episode is a delight i'm glad we watched it again there's a lot of episodes that i think oh uh, like i see that it's coming up and i'm like oh i've seen it a hundred times and then i watch it again and i'm like no i've seen this like once before ever mm-hmm. i'm starting to realize that all the I always say, oh, there's so many episodes I just watch over and over, over and over again. But no, it's like 10 that I've just watched 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, this episode is, 
uh, interesting. I think there's a lot of like ethical quandaries that you get to ponder on by watching this episode, and uh, it's worth it. It's a it's a fun little jaunt. Yeah, fun yeah. little romp. Yeah, check it out. I yeah. think it's creative in in a lot of different ways, and the artistry of it is really cool, and the story is just fascinating. So. Yeah. And it has like the adventure time flavor to it with all the there's a lot of humor and silliness in it as well. Yeah, I think these both these episodes were perfectly good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? That's another episode, Matt. Holy cow. So if you want to reach out to us, follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Oh My Glob Podcast. You can email us at Oh My Glob Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm. Oh, and also I forgot to mention this last episode. Do you like movies about giant flying fire-breathing turtles? Yes. Well, awesome, because I have a new podcast (gasps) called Atomic Turtle, a Gamera. No way! Yeah, Atomic Turtle, a Gamera podcast, where I talk about each of the movies in the Japanese monster movie series. Yeah. Check it out if you want to. Check it out. It'll be rad. Yeah. If you like turtles. Yep. That blow fire out of their face. Yep. It's a friend to all. Is he as popular as Godzilla? No. Is he as good as Godzilla? No. But I've got a podcast about him. (laughs) Great sell. Oh, my God. All right. And with that, it was a pleasure to chat with you today. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.